Welcome to Windows Wrestling Podcast, the official podcast for your favorite indie promotion of all time, that being Main Zone Limitless Wrestling. And of course, let's wrestle. My name is Josh Nason. On this week's show, it's all about reasonable doubt. We're going to recap the show that happened just a couple weeks ago and look ahead to a very, very, very busy couple months ahead for Limitless and Let's Wrestle. Of course, joining me as always, the man who always books the finishes that gets the internet talking. It's Randy Carver. Randy, how you doing? I'm doing good today, Josh. How are you? I'm doing good. Doing good. It's, uh, we've not talked in a few weeks. This shows a it's a little bit later than usual because reasonable doubt, my friend. It uh, it took a little while to get up on the old IWTV. I did not get a chance to be there live, which I deeply, deeply, deeply regret because we're going to talk about it here. But uh, yeah, it took a while to get up on IWTV. But I guess it was part of the you know big WrestleMania weekend push or whatever was going on. Yeah, uh, I mean, sometimes it's going to be instant. Sometimes it's going to take a few days to get up there. But uh, really, this time we wanted to make sure that all the extra backstage stuff was able to get into the final cut. So uh, that is available now. If you didn't catch it or want to see the replay, check it out on IWTV. So I, I really should have begun my intro saying, before we begin, let me introduce the man who Vince McMahon got the inspiration for his mustache from. It's Randy Carver. Randy, say hi to the fine people. I should have done that one instead. Mine's given looking everything. that villainous these days, huh? Uh, it's been, well, you're, you have a much thicker mustache. I was watching course on the, on the broadcast and of course you could see it beaming through. That's a beautiful, beautiful mustache and, uh, that you have going, but yeah, a lot better than, uh, Vince's pencil thin, uh, weird ass mustache. That's for sure. I'll take it. I'll take it. What, uh, so yeah, we, so it's the first time we've talked since again, like WrestleMania weekend and of course the WBC. What, what's your thoughts about everything going on in the, in the world of pro wrestling at the upper levels? I'll say first, I had a fucking blast watching WrestleMania this year. Yeah, it was uh, good, right? It was really I good. Really, I don't know. Like, uh, I, I, I'm always, obviously, WrestleMania season is special. And uh, I, I don't know. It, it just, both nights, uh, I had a blast watching. And Snoop Dogg, a real MVP of WrestleMania for me. I, I'm enamored <laughs> by that man. And working on the fly, knocking out the Miz, dropping the people's elbow. Throwing the shades too, like I don't know that that man's a worker. Uh, I really enjoyed all the Rey Mysterio stuff too from the uh, Hall of Fame and Doug. What a great speech from Conan too! I think that'll go down in history as one of the best Hall of Fame speeches that there is. But it's been a crazy couple weeks, John. It really has been in the world of professional wrestling. Yeah, I thought the the whole weekend was fun. Did you get the chance to watch any of the the other indie stuff yet? I did. Honestly, it was really like picking and choosing based on what yeah. was on when I was looking for something to watch, but uh was able to catch a little bit of Effie's Gay Brunch. I caught some of the Circle Six uh, shows randomly because I saw that a uh, couple of the international talents who we have booked on the Herman show coming up later this month were having a couple cool matches on there. So I checked out some of the Circle Six stuff, a couple GCW shows from throughout the weekend, but I, I still have like a quite a list from mania weekend that i need to dive into yeah there's a lot there's a lot there's i get to see so much stuff i get to see pretty all of mania i get to see the roh supercard of honor show um, i did see that too i watched that too i totally forgot about that yeah that was pretty good that was yeah, pretty good I, uh, I really enjoyed that one too hoping yeah. the best for uh top flight that was really scary oh jesus i mean that camera couldn't have been i would say in a better position it's kind of weird to say but you know what i mean but like it was in the right position to catch that injury because you saw it and then you could see he turned and his foot was like almost turned all the way around it's like oh boy that's, that's not crazy it's not good not good but anyway wrestlemania weekend in the books and of course a uh, reasonable doubt in the books and 
Actually, one note about WrestleMania, of course, Randy, we should mention Cody Rhodes. Big shout out to Limitless Wrestling on his uh, on his weight belt going into the night. Yeah, that was mad cool. I uh, I didn't know if that would actually come to fruition. It was something he mentioned, like uh, I think pretty soon after he was, I think making his return from injury is something he wanted to do. And uh, I don't know, uh, just a cool gesture to all the places that hosted him on the Indies. We're going to talk about some moments coming up. So Reasonable Doubt, uh, March 25th, in the books. Of course, the Yarmouth and Betsy Yarmouth, Maine, sold out completely, Randy. Tickets were flying uh, the last couple of weeks going into it. And kind of had a feel when I was updating the old website. You know, it was, it was like 50 tickets and 40, and then it was 25. It's like, once I got to 25, I'm like, this is a, it's a done deal for sure. And uh, lo and behold, you got another seller. Hot, 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 Randy. Yeah, it was, it was awesome looking into that show. And uh I don't know. A lot of good vibes around that show in general going into it and especially at the show itself. Like uh, a lot of people who I hadn't seen in quite some time coming back to a Limitless show. Some people, it was their very first Limitless show. Oh. Uh, friends of mine made the trap from uh, up in the Bangor region, which is really cool. Really encouraging. The past couple shows, I feel like we've said this, but uh, really encouraging to see where we're going to be at the end of this year based on the support that we've had early on this year. And uh, I don't know. It was, it was a really good time. Yeah, it was uh, again. I was not there in person, but just you could feel the, you could feel the energy, um, and you watching it, and you obviously it was a, a different vibe completely. With uh, obviously you know the Jessica raffle, which we'll uh, we'll talk about in a second, but you could see the crowd was was it was packed. You can always tell because you know that shot, you know the the hard cam shot, and you can see all the fans kind of around the front door. That's when you can really kind of tell. Okay, this is a lot of people. And the other thing I noticed is despite it being a longer show, probably like but maybe half an hour longer show than you have been doing, give or take by 20 minutes, something like that. There was pretty much like most of the crowd, I'd say what, I don't know, 80%, 90% of the crowd was like still there. I mean, there there was like it was, it was didn't look from where I stood or, or watched, didn't see thinned out at all. Yeah, I think um occasionally there are gonna be these girthy shows. Like I feel like every year the vacation land cup feels like a good candidate for something that might be a, a longer show than usual but sometimes you just have so much either culminating or, or coming together or big moments uh obviously we had the raffle stuff with jess too and, and some emotional moments throughout the night concerning jess but uh i don't know it, it, i agree with you uh, i think a lot of people were invested it was a lot of big matches on the docket for that one and it felt like a really good night it felt like uh what limitless shows should feel like so uh, i hope we can continue that so let's uh we'll get into that so you have the the raffle for the uh, family of obviously jess ellsmore um that uh, that passed away tragically uh just very recently uh due to cancer and we're gonna we talked about the uh, gofundme which uh, exceeded its goal which is cool to see and also uh so there's this raffle so it was the uh, the crown that mjf wore uh in limitless before a uh, bunch of other raffle items things like that how did it end up turning out for the family? How much money was raised? And uh, let's talk about that moment, then we'll get into the show. Dude, it was awesome all around. Uh, so much support from everyone locally and even uh, online, people who couldn't be there because we uh, let everybody know, you know, obviously, if you can't be there. And we talked about it on the pod, too. Uh, the GoFundMe had been rising and climbing uh, over the past few weeks. And during the event alone, over $1,000 was donated on the GoFundMe, and that exceeded its, uh, exceeded its goal, I think, within a day or so after and actually went beyond the goal. So uh, the family's going to be hooked up in that department. And then uh, the raffle itself in person, over $1,000 raised for the family there too. So shout out to everybody who uh, donated or even shared the GoFundMe, uh, got the word out and 
just help support uh, the family of someone who supported us and uh, the wrestlers and anybody really involved with the wrestling scene doing good for a long time. So that was really cool. And uh, good prizes, like you said, getting handed out a year long subscription to IWTV too. Uh, Matt, our, our friend and a listener of the podcast, uh, trading card fiend, he made the trip from Ohio for this event and he went Whoa. home with the MJF crown. Wow. So, nice. A, a nice well nice. worth trip for Matt Delacus. So, the speaking of GoFundMe, so that is officially closed as of a couple days ago. As we talk about this, seven thousand seven hundred seventy-five dollars, and a check will be presented to Jess's family at May's Littlest Show. That's pretty cool as well. That's excellent. Yeah, and I, I want to do some shout-outs real quick if I could too, and just also let people know of something uh, coming up. I think I can talk about it now because it's, I believe, officially released digitally. But there's going to be. Uh, a few different write-ups about Jessica and the upcoming edition of PWI, uh, oh. Pro Wrestling Illustrated. Um, some contributions some people from some people within wrestling and uh, I think a nice section and write-up in there. So check that out if you get the chance. Uh, Shout-out to Rachel Harris and Megan Nielsen for setting up that GoFundMe for the family and uh, doing a lot of corresponding with the family to make sure that they could all be at the event in March. And I believe that they're going to be there again in May. So everybody from the family. So, uh, thank you to Corey Vaughn too, for, uh, transport on that front, getting the family to the event and Chris, uh, our guy from voodoo media ringside, hooking up everybody with the, uh, forever in our hearts wristbands that, uh, you saw a lot of wrestlers wearing throughout the night. So I thought that was a really cool gesture as well. Yeah. Uh, so you popped out for a minute. So you said PWI, was there something else that was going to be written up in or did you get that just PWI? No, it's, it's just uh, PWI and that's Got available, it. obviously, uh, digital or, uh, you can order the magazine itself. It's kind of hard to find locally in Maine right now, but, uh, it is, uh, I actually think that you can get them at books a million in Bangor. Uh, but I, I believe that's the only location that could even sniff at a PWI publication these days. No, uh, no Lavertiers or anything like that. Did you familiar with that that store back in the day? I'm not, but I had a I had a clutch parodies location in Brewer that had them many many years when I was a kid, and it's no longer true. When I was growing up, that was the best being able to go and be like, oh, there was PWI, uh, Inside Wrestling was one. Wrestling World was kind of a a knockoff. Um, there was a bunch. I have all these magazines downstairs too. But it was kind of cool. Like this is obviously pre-internet, being able to go down and like see who's on the cover and, and all that stuff. And I actually had, uh, you could actually send in results. Yours, oh, yeah. tr yours truly had results uh, in, in one of those uh, editions way back in the day. It was like a Undertaker, Berserker main event at a Portland house show. Let's go. <laughs> back in the day. If yeah. you're, hey, if you're flipping through a recent edition of PWI, go to the results section and look for Randy C. I send him in from Maine all the time. Whoa, Randy C. Very good. Wow, look at that. Correspondent. Not just gotta promoter. No, got to get Maine in the publication these days. Not just promoter. He's a journalist as well. I like it. I like Sometimes it. you got to put the journalist hat on. <laughs> That's true. That put that press hat on. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's get into the show. Um, one of the cool things again, watching on TV is you can see the snow falling from the outside. So that was kind of a that was a cool special effect that you brought in, Randy. Well done. Oh, geez, I uh, I really thought that was a, that was a contender too. I, we didn't even talk about this, but there was flight fucking bonanza with this show it was uh really hectic the day before because i just happened to check my email at 7 p.m tristan ty's flight completely canceled uh two cold scorpio and 
there was one other one that was some kind of delay the morning of. So it was just like very hectic on the airport and the ride to and from show portion of it. But uh, we're getting hit with uh, snow coming in too, starting at like Mm -hmm. three or four o'clock that I didn't expect to get or expected it to be rain. So uh, luckily everybody made it in, made it out all good, but it would, uh, you know, I don't know. It was worrisome. That's right. Well, everything turned out good. But Agar is one of the best shows uh, in quite some time. So yeah, it, it kicked off with. Uh, also, I, I should ask for those that may have been watching the broadcast, what was going on with Troy Nelson's mic issues? You guy put ribbon ribbon on the square or what? What's going on here? First match was totally in and out on the microphone. It was just kind of a moment of trying to figure out what the hell was going on with it. And we've we've had some microphone issues before, but especially lately, hadn't had really any issues. But yeah, he was. Uh, first match entirely he was in and out cutting in and out and then i I think by the end of the show we were to a point where we were just having them share one microphone but i'm happy to report that'll be fixed for shows coming up it was his mic was going in and out and then johnny torres's voice was like he's almost starting to lose it it's gravelly anyway but it was all of a sudden his his voice was starting going like wow it's gonna be quite a broadcast (laughs) (laughs) well every Everybody was, uh, you know, feeling some kind of way going into the show. I think everybody was pumped up. And then, of course, he's Troy Nelson's trying to figure out what's going on with his microphone. And Torres is, uh, you know, got to steer the ship there for a moment. That's right. That's right. It's good stuff. Anyway, this started out with a awesome match. I'll say, spoiler alert, this will probably end up in the the top 10 uh, limitless matches of the year for yours truly. I love this. MSP defeating Fresh Air. So this was a bonus match, a surprise match. It was not announced beforehand. And yeah, this was, uh, so we had obviously Fresh Air, which is uh, Junior Benito and McCray Martin, I believe both from Canada, correct? Yes, you got it. And and uh, yeah, and and so they basically went after Maine's favorite, greatest tag team. And this was, this was awesome. This was, um, I don't want to say mirror images of each other, but like there was definitely, uh, MSP almost got out-vibed in a lot of ways. Fresh Air has their own thing going. It's uh it's unique. Uh, McCray Martin, super athletic, big man. Benito, that um, that running dive over the corner post of, on an aggro and danger kit, I was like, holy shit, look at that. I mean, no hesitation, no fear, no nothing, and he hit it perfectly. This was uh, this was awesome. This was back and forth, uh, both teams showing out. Uh, MSP, they looked, uh, they had their working shoes on, man. They were like, they were getting, it was, it, it was, this was, this was a great match. Uh, the end came when uh, Danger Kid catapulted, uh, catapulted, uh, Aiden Agro into Benito using his own feet, set up the drip drop, give MSP the hard fought win. And yeah, this was, uh, this was a great opener. And, and I, I'm very excited. I texted you saying, I am, I love fresh air and I hope to see them again. And, uh, yeah, I said, if for those that have not seen it, I can't imagine if you're listening to this podcast, you haven't, but hopefully maybe this day will make its match. This, uh, this match will make its way to YouTube at some point. This was awesome. Yeah, I'll have to get this one on YouTube. I mean, you hit the nail on the head. Great opener. Awesome, I think, showing and debut here from Fresh Air. Junior Benito and McCray Martin, two guys I've become familiar with from C4 Wrestling in Canada. And just uh, insane and innovative athletes. And uh, DK, he, they mentioned on the broadcast, looking good. Physically looking good. Got a little bit different hairstyle. It just, uh, these guys seemed that they were 100% on their game. And we're going to talk about more about their future because they're going to have to be uh, even more so on their game. We'll talk about that in a minute. Of course, uh, DK giving a, a nice tribute as a main did throughout the night to uh, the, the memory of Jess Ellsmore. So that was great. 
And uh, yeah, this was uh, this was good. This whole thing was really great. Followed by another solid match, Ichiban taking on the A-game, Joseph Alexander. Of course, Alexander's official Limitless debut. He's been in Let's Wrestle, Mojo in the Dojo series. And this was uh, this was fun. This was two different styles completely. Obviously, Ichiban, the, the high flyer. And Joseph Alexander, I wrote in, in this uh, recap, it's going to be on the website very shortly. You know, he's, he's broken out of that, um, that, you know, that Kurt Angle, uh, Jason Jordan, Chad Gable, uh, bloods josh barnett's blood sport mold to me like just a a sadistic kind of you know focus on a body part and just go after it grounded pound all that and he did just that he took advantage of a of ichiban's knee injury after a big dive and just focused and focused and focused but ichiban he's got that never say die attitude uh hit a huge canadian destroyer and uh eventually got up the get the pin a surprise pin is uh, speaking of kurt angle alexander getting the ankle lock on but Ichiban rolling through on a counter, held Alexander's leg for the shocking pin in his first victory in Limitless Wrestling. This was a solid second match. Yeah, and uh, a solid one for Ichiban to finally take home, who uh, I think has been really lightening up on the scene lately and just hadn't really been able to find his footing in Limitless Wrestling just yet. And ironically, he did it in a match where he had one foot to work with, essentially. But Joseph Alexander, uh, I think that dude's going to be a killer here uh, coming up soon and uh I hope to keep him around limitless wrestling as long as we can, because I think he's got a very bright future ahead. But Ichiban able to take it home on this night. Uh, I love matches like this where you just kind of are able to give a position for guys to go cook something up and see what they come up with. And uh, I think definitely that Joe and uh, Ichiban locked themselves into coming back to limitless wrestling real soon. Yeah, I think we're like a year from now, assuming Alexander stays injury free and is working a lot. Uh, I'm pretty excited to see what we have here. I think, uh, I don't know. I, I, the first name comes to mind is like Daniel Garcia, Lee Moriarty, you know, these types that understand submissions and, and ground games and things like that. And obviously that's kind of, I'll say rarefied air when it comes to Indies, given where these guys are at, but it's like, I, I I'm looking forward to seeing where he, where he goes in the year. If he makes that jump up in the kind of that, uh, you know, that vein, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's a student of the game. And typically I do think they make those leaps. Yep, yep. Also, Ichiban as well. You know, there's uh, no shortage of high flyers out there, and he gets some good matches next year. Yeah, it's going to be uh, going to be fun. Going to be fun to see who these guys go in the next year. Also fun, the return of Rachel Ellering. Her first time back in Limitless since 2018. We had talked about that, of course. Not coming back, just be a stepping stone, because she took on Becca, and Becca was looking for her fifth straight win. She's going up the ranks. She wants a title shot. We'll talk about that more in a minute. But yeah, this was, uh, again, a hard-hitting affair. And I think, you know, Becca, her this run that she's been on for the last few months in Limitless, I think, has really come to play. She's fought, again, the types of likes of uh, Gary J, um, Lefisto, obviously Kylie Ray. I mean, she's kind of this this uh, harder-hitting style, so to speak. And, and she went over someone that was uh, not shy for doing that. Becca picking up the win, uh, hit a tope suicida outside the ring, followed by a 450 back in the inside. And yeah, this was uh, this reminded me a lot of some of the other matches in which their opponents, you know, in Ellering, they just they just can't beat her. They get frustrated, make one mistake, and all of a sudden Becca leaves with her hand raised. So another big wing by Becca. We'll talk more about what she said to single return afterwards. But yeah, this is a, another solid match. And also welcome back, Rachel Ellering. Becca, you have been undefeated at Limitless Wrestling since September. First Lufisto, then Kylie Ray, and tonight at Reasonable Doubt, you defeated Rachel Ellering. So what's next for you at Limitless Wrestling? I have demanded world-class opponents here at Limitless. And every single time, I've won. And I know what's next for me here. Yeah, I know what I want. 
I almost got it last year when I faced Alec. And this year, I'm not going to sit around and wait for another shot. No, I want in on the biggest event of the year. The Limitless Vacation Land Cup. And this year, I'm not going to be out the first round. No, the B3CCA World Domination will continue at the 2023 VLC. So she said it, Randy. She wants, she's calling her shot. She wants her shot for this summer's Vacation Land Cup. Again, we're, this is you know, March 25th, she said that. And we're early April, of course, the, uh, the VLC months away. But I, I wrote a question here in the, uh, the recap. Is she going to get it? Can you even confirm this or are we going to have to see what happens? I mean, we're just starting to kind of break into cup season. Uh, typically, we're not seeing qualifiers happen until, I don't know, May rolls around. But I think uh, every win is uh, very important, especially in this stretch of time. And we've seen with the cup year after year, it's it's a lot about what you've done lately and that streak that you can ride going into cup season. So if she can keep this rolling, I mean, uh, like we are just saying, brutal tests, uh, Lou Fisto, Kylie Ray, Rachel Ellering, who – uh, took the fight outside of the ring with Becca, I think just brought a lot to the table that Becca wasn't expecting. And I even talked to Rachel afterwards, like uh, this is a first time matchup, of course. And from both sides, Becca and Rachel Ellering, uh, you never know what you're going to get in a first time matchup like that. Uh, it can go either way. And uh, Rachel's really impressed with what Becca brought to the table. And uh, I think that's a match we could see again down the road, but great to have Rachel Ellering back. I think that's definitely someone you're going to see in a limitless ring here again soon, but uh, Becca able to keep it going in pivotal time here as we get to cup season coming up this August. All right. And that leads into the another first iron matchup. And this is something we had talked about a lot after it's first announced. Of course, the the dream matchup in a lot of ways. Desmond Cole taking on two cold Scorpio. Yes, that two cold Scorpio is first match in Maine since 1997. It was in uh, WWE as the uh, Flash Funk character. Of course, Dez looking to rebound from his loss to Alec Price at the January show, the first limitless show of the year. And yeah, this was uh, this was fun. And again, a lot of mirror imaging of both guys. Again, uh, you know, Scorpio, the bigger of the two, and using his power and his size to uh, to ground Cole at times. But then, you know, both guys just really showed out. It was uh, especially you know the last. I don't know, five to seven minutes or so of this. It was just, you know, again, the veteran not being able to 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 knock out the uh the challenger, the younger challenger, you know, and, and Scorpio brought everything, man. He hit, you know, moonsault, uh capo kick, senton leg drops, uh, you know, setting up for the finisher. And Cole reversed a powerbomb attempt, got a roll up to get the surprise win, get back on track. Cole uh brought everything as we expected he would, you know, afterwards, these two guys. Shaking hands and Scorpio took to the mic, you know, gave him his props, said he can uh, he can steal his shit, but not his friend. That <laughs> got a nice spot from the crowd. But yeah, uh, Scorpio asking him, you know, how many years you've been wrestling? Six years. And Scorpio saying he's been wrestling for 36 years. And uh, yeah, this was a, a really fun match. A lot of respect between the two, obviously. And then the two dancing jungle boogied and a uh, memorable match, memorable moment. And this was uh, this was all we could have expected, I think. Dude, it's so cool. Uh First of all, Scorpio, the absolute coolest. And uh, everybody who met him that night said the same. Uh, yeah, I mean, he was messing up Des Cole at some points in this match. I'm like, God damn. Okay. Uh, yeah, Scorpio using the size to his advantage and uh, was pulling out some shit that you haven't seen in years from Scorp. And I love when uh, legends come to Maine, you know, like a Ricky Morton or Two Cool Scorpio. And 
I think a lot of people just expect that these guys are coming in to just, I don't know, sign autographs and say hello. And uh, people get blown away when they see, you know, 56-year-old Too Cold Scorpio pulling out shit they haven't seen since 97. So uh, awesome to see. Uh, awesome to have Scorpio in the room and be able to host this match in general. And uh, what a building block for Des Cole moving forward to, to rebound off that Alec Price disappointment in January. That's got to put you some wind in your sails at this point. Yeah, I assume Scorpio did pretty good with the uh, the merch line. Honestly, I have no idea. I was uh, I was outside a majority of uh, intermission, but I just you hear from a lot of people. We always put up the like how do you do posts, and people will shoot messages over about their experiences at shows, which I love to read, and uh, a lot of love for Scorpio, the people who got to meet him and talk with him. Yeah, yeah, a lot of veterans. Again, you mentioned uh, a nice run. We've had. Um... Yeah, you mentioned Ricky Morton, Too Cold Scorpio, Cousin Larry, of course, Dave Dyer, all the, star, all the stars, Gangrel. Yep, that was good. Humorous. I mean, what a cavalcade of uh, veterans you've been bringing back. We're getting them out, bro. We're getting I them out it. and bringing them in. I love it. We got uh, another one coming up in uh, a couple couple months, or actually later this month. Next month, we'll talk more about that in a minute. But then, Randy, this leads us to our first of two title matches on the night. BRG taking on Mac Daniels for the Let's Wrestle Championship. Obviously, people know the backstory here. And this was uh, this was an emotional match, man. People were into this. These were two guys. Again, we talked to BRG before. You guys understand the background here. But in the end, BRG picking up the victory over Mac Daniels to win the Let's Wrestle title because, Randy, referee was knocked out. Daniels hitting a low blow. Of course, uh, this led to... This uh, Mac and BRG, Mac and uh, sorry, um, uh, Eric Greenlee fighting over the title belt, and then Mac pulls, yanks the very powerful Eric Greenlee, Greenleaf right into a BRG super kick. Of course, did probably didn't mean to do that, you know the how how Mac Daniels is, and then all of a sudden, you know, Daniels hit a low blow about the seas, and then John freaking Alba made his surprise return to the rings of Limitless Wrestling, grabbed the title belt. These two had a stare down, Randy Alba. Daniels, of course, we know what happened when last year when John had his uh, obviously before his uh, his big speech, award winning speech, and uh, you know Daniels and Daniels hitting it from behind, and then Alba looked like he was going to nail him with the belt, and then he froze and he didn't. He was conflicted. All those emotions come back, and Daniels, of course, then starts giving him the business. These two just start kind of staring at each other. Daniels barking at him, and then all of a sudden Daniels turned around to a super kick and the unprettier by BRG on the belt itself. Belt gets slid outside. Greenleaf wakes up, and then the one, two, three. Daniel's one-year title reign is over. The reign of BRG has begun. A couple guys in the locker room coming out. Fans on their feet. This was a uh, not to steal from MSP, but this was a vibe. This was a vibe. Incredible moment here. BRG. Uh, I, I talked to him candidly, like after the show. Just it's so crazy how far he's come, and I know that we've. We talked about it, obviously, in the interview we had with him and in the shows leading in, but uh, he's worked so hard to get to this point, and uh, someone who I think everybody doubted at some point in time, uh, whether in wrestling or a fan or whatever it may be, and uh, just has remained persistent, and uh, it got him to this point, got him this match with Mac Daniels, and he's finally over the hump with Mac, and he is the Let's Wrestle champion, and as we speak, actually, uh, he's crossed the border into Canada is making the first international defense of the Let's Wrestle Championship tonight at Kaizen Pro. Really? Huh. Yes, he is. I hope that belt makes it across the border. If we'll he, if, if, we'll if he defends it, right? I mean, who knows? Who knows? But, yeah. uh, yeah, awesome moment here, uh, all around John Alba's return, 
not giving the belt up for Mac Daniels uh, and, and finally BRG and John Alba coming together at the end of that. It was cool. I, I mean, I, I had uh, heard from some insiders that they, uh, there was a limousine that was parked outside all night. And I, fig- I figured that must be someone kind of big. So I know John, you know, his, uh, <laughs> his travel rider is pretty big and, and, you know, his demands and things like that. So now everything kind of makes sense now. Yeah, we tried to kayfabe the limo as best we could, but it's uh, it's not a huge parking lot, so <laughs> no, it certainly isn't. It was it was very noticeable. Yeah, exactly. Um, anyway, yeah, that was a really cool moment. Brg, uh, look at any uh, you know, he must have been confident going this had a, a little bit different look. He had the the sun in the the freshly blonde hair, and I uh, had some new ink. He had a nice hockey jersey with the the, the captain symbol on it. So yeah, he was a. Uh, he was pretty confident going in this, and yeah, now you have a new Let's Wrestle champion. How about that? Yeah, he was feeling himself, and uh, I can confirm a little news for Let's Wrestle fans, too, oh, on this. He, uh, he will be in action on May 6th, and he is going to make a defense, as long as he's successful in Canada, of the Let's Wrestle championship on that night. So oh, isn't, uh, is- be on the lookout. That championship, despite Mac not being champion and not going into the matchup with Eric Johnson as champion with it on the line, there will be a title defense on May 6th. Hmm. So will it be against Eric Johnson, or is this to be determined? I guess you're going to have to watch and find out, Josh. <laughs> Son of a... All right, we'll get that scoop at some point. All right, coming back after the break, of course, this was uh, a really solid tag team match. We were uh, excited going in this. Two young teams above the rest, ATR, taking on Art. Of course, Art, Aaron Rourke, and Ricky Smokes, because Ava is uh, traversing all over uh, Europe and such, defending her title, wrestling in the rings of WXW, and wherever we'll take her yelling at uh, maitre d's and uh, waiters and things like that. I'm sure. Um, and, and being herself, but yeah, this was uh this ATR's first match, obviously uh, back in limitless since the big win over the work horsemen kind of changed their trajectory and a lot of intrigue with Aaron Rourke and smokes after um, their last match. This is a long time that they had, uh, we'd not seen them together in action. And, and this was, this was great. Uh, everything you expect, uh, two hungry young teams. They both work a fast-paced style. Big spots all over the place. Uh, obviously, check this out if uh, if you haven't seen it. But the end, coming when uh, Aaron Rourke got tossed into a, a knee from Tristan Ty. Uh, basically, Chai happened to be outside, and and uh, basically, Aaron Rourke got thrown into the middle rope, kind of like six one nine style, and then uh, Ty hit him with a knee, and then Rourke got monkey flipped into a running knee from Gabriel Sky for the one two three in the ring. I thought all four guys looked awesome. Uh, there was a really cool spot that he and Smokes worked toward. It's not like a doomsday meteora that only got a near fall. That was pretty crazy. This was, uh, yeah, I thought all four guys looked awesome. Uh, we can talk afterwards about what uh, with uh, Sam had caught up with Rourke and Smokes and so on. But uh, yeah, so afterward, Randy. You know, Sam Laterna trying to get a word with uh, above the rest in the ring. We don't really see this this often. So the uh, angle alert uh, alarm went off and MSP happened to be still in the uh, in the in the building, so to speak. They weren't in the back. They were by the table and ATR talking about they're the best team around and and uh, doing so in a respectful way. But basically, you know, confident. And then uh, MSP decided to put the pens down and walk to the ring. And they didn't really take too kindly to the call out. And of course, all respectful, all good. And uh, Tristan Ty said, you know, gave a shout out to Jess Ellsmore and said, uh, you know, how much she would like seeing these four in the ring together. And then lo and behold, you know, they agreed to send her to a match. And Randy, you were paying attention and you decided to make that match for Saturday, May 20th, when Limitless returns to Yarmouth. We're going to see ATR versus MSP on that show. But yeah, this was a, this was a really good match. And then obviously some uh, exciting stuff that we're looking forward to in May. 
yeah, sick tag match here. Check it out if you get the chance. Uh, I think it's going to be a big year for both squads, Art and Above the Rest. But uh, Above the Rest are, are really like, this is no shade. They're the team to beat right now in Limitless Wrestling. They beat the Workhorsemen, which I think was a shocker. Uh, they're ready to make Limitless theirs in terms of tag team wrestling. So uh, anyone knows if you want to do that, you got to go through MSP. So May 20th, it's signed. It's on the docket, and it's coming to Yarmouth, Maine. I'm stoked for it. Yeah, and Aaron Rourke getting his making his AEW debut uh, over this past weekend on uh, both on what was it? Oh, on uh, Dynamite, and then also he was on. Um, uh, he's going to be on I think Dark or Dark Elevation coming up this week. I think. Yeah, quite a few familiar names this week. Uh, BRG, I saw in there. Bobby Orlando as well yeah. in the match. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of guys uh, making uh, getting a call up, so to speak. But yeah, then afterward, uh, Sam Laterna catching with Aaron Rourke and Ricky Smokes in their uh, luxurious locker room, his bathroom backstage, and uh, yeah, asked if they were happy with their performance, and surprisingly, they were. Hello, boys. How's it going? Hi, Sam. Please take a seat. Yes, I would love to. Thank you for having me, guys. I had to chat with you because after your match tonight at Reasonable Doubt versus Above the Rest, I think that you really proved yourself, even in defeat. So how are you guys feeling? You know, Sam, for the past year, art has been scratching. Art has been clawing its way to the top of Lim Limitless to show that we are meant to be. Yep. What's up, bud? Mind if I take over? Sure, Rick. The floor is yours. So this is normally where we come into our headquarters and start berating each other and pointing fingers over who's to blame for a loss. Tonight, honestly, I do agree. We proved ourselves. We proved ourselves against Above the Rest, that we can hang with anybody in Limitless Wrestling. And for that, I'm proud of us. So anybody in the Limitless locker room who has any doubt that we can't hang with them, I think you better believe that whether it's two or three, art is going to stay strong because it's art versus everyone. Uh, they seem pretty confident. That's one thing, too, with, that, with Ava not around. These guys exuded confidence in the ring. I, I thought this was uh, – I thought both guys were just on their game. Ricky especially I thought was, uh, was tight, but Aaron is, I think, criminally underrated. I think he's, he's one of these guys that – He's going to get the right opportunity. People are going to see how really how good he is. And yeah, let's try to cut up with those guys. And they're, uh, you know, they, they prove they can hang with anyone. They call it anyone in the limitless locker room. They said, whether it's two or the three of them, it's art versus everyone, Randy. And their confidence level continues to grow. So we'll have to see what's next for them. It's good to see that. You know, I mean, there's it, definitely a different dynamic when Ava's not around with Aaron Rourke and Ricky Smokes. And um, just like Joseph Alexander Ichiban, I think it was cool to just kind of cut these guys loose with another young, hungry team and see what happened from it. But uh, Rourke and Smokes, I can confirm, they're going to be back in action in Herman when we return to the Morgan Hill Event Center. So uh, something else cooking up for them before Ava gets back from Germany. Mm. You got a lot of good tag teams here in this company, Randy. It's cooking right now. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Got me thinking. Got me thinking, Randy. Some sort of event or something like that. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, speaking of cooking, this one, Anthony Henry taking on Andy Brown. We knew going into this, this was going to be hard hitting and physical and God damn it. It was, this was really fun, really good. This, everything on the night just hit almost exactly like we thought it would. 
going into this. This was uh, Andy Brown, surprisingly, or maybe not surprising, did not like the taste of those kicks early, Randy. He was getting out of the <laughs> ring. And uh, and this was some good action outside. Uh, Brown, even though you know Anthony Henry got a few years on him in the ring, uh, basically, you know, he had a DDT on the floor off a feint that Henry bit on. You know, Henry with his MMA background and everything like that. He covered up and Andy Brown uh, nailed him and then hit a DDT. And then he tried to get the count out win, Randy. He put him out by by where you guys are, up by the uh, the broadcast table there. Want to get kind of a quick win. And that did not work. Anthony Henry eventually getting back in. And then the the they basically tried to run the same thing back when action spilled out to the floor. But Henry very smartly uh, did not get caught in a DET off the feint and reversed into a northern light suplex of sorts. Yeah, this was a fun sequence inside. Kicks, clothesline attempts, slaps. They both just basically just emptied out the tank. And then then Henry, this is quite an end there. Uh, basically, Henry <laughs> Henry tried to put him away. Hit his uh, hit a brain buster and then a double foot stomp off the top. Brown kicks out at one and sprung to life as if he was, uh, you know, a defibrillator was put on him. Henry kicked him again. Brown woke up again. And then Henry just had to lay in another kick and then got the uh, the rare submission win by tap out in Limitless after a ground and pound flurry. This was a lot of fun. Afterward, Henry getting on the mic and had a, I don't know, impromptu promo or not, but basically just wanted to talk about his his road back to this moment and why he loves professional wrestling. Talk about going to NXT. Uh, getting a call from AEW and why he loves limitless wrestling so much. And this is uh, why he's in it. He says he's the best in the world. And then he called his shot. He called next on the winner of the championship match. So we'll see if he gets that opportunity. Anthony, uh, Anthony Henry is on a nice roll here in limitless. And this was a, this is a fun match. And, and uh, yeah, this was, this was good. This was intense. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I went downstairs. I had to jump downstairs for a chunk of this and, uh, it happened to be the chunk where they were absolutely brutalizing themselves on the floor. Uh, so it just literally sounded like Andy and Anthony were going to, you know, plunge to the bottom of the Legion hall. But uh, yeah, this, this was nuts. Uh, I watched this one. I had to catch most of it on the watch back, but a lot of fun stuff here, both uh, Anthony Henry and Andy Brown hitting at a high level right now. I really like what Andy Brown's bringing to the table. Just in these big moments, it almost feels like there's just like you were saying earlier, there's one mistake, just something missing at the very end for Andy Brown to be able to lock down these big victories. But uh, Anthony Henry putting it away. It's his second straight in singles competition. And like you said, grabbing the microphone and just kind of laying it all out there. And uh, obviously Anthony is uh, extremely busy right now with what he's got going on with AEW and now some big matches and ring of honor popping up. He's very sought after on the Indies right now, but I definitely think that he's put himself in a position where uh, if the schedule allows, I think we need to get ourselves a title match together here sometime soon. Wow. Interesting stuff. And the person that he will face if that comes to fruition is a new champion. I should have I should have left led the show off with this, Randy. Limitless Wrestling has a new champion, a new world champion in beef. Can you believe it? He picks up the win in the three-way over Ace Romero and Rip Bison to become the new champion. And yeah, the venue is still packed going into this. We talked about this. All three men have faced each other in different iterations before over their run at Limitless Wrestling, but obviously not like this. This was, again, anything goes for the title. <laughs> this was... Uh, this is something. These guys, of course, uh, they were not going to stay in the ring. Uh, they, they fought all over the venue. One point, Beef sitting both the champion and Rip Bison down in separate chairs for a diet of slaps and chops and culminating into running beefy bombs onto both men 
as they were seated. That was quite something. I don't think those chairs will ever be used again. Garbage can air the fray. Uh, Rip Bison, I think, probably bought, brought some doors from his own apartment or house to probably with him because the, those got into the mix as well. He wore <laughs> trash can and dove onto Ace Romero on the outside, of course, because he's insane. Uh, yeah, and eventually Romero, uh, going back to 97, Randy, yelling, suck it with a crotch chop. Shout out to Triple H. And he got he got double speared through the door. That was in the corner. This was uh yeah, this was this was crazy. But anyway, yeah, neither, you know, one of the things that, that there was no during this match, there was no real stretch where the one guy dominated. It was like one guy would get a couple moves in, then another guy would get a couple in, and it was just like competitive, competitive, competitive. Bison almost had the title one burning hammer on beef, but Romero smartly pulled Eric, referee Eric Greenleaf out of the ring and you know, Bison then crashed and burned trying to get to him. And uh, Bison eventually, so Bison, he sets this door up on two chairs in the outside of the ring. And who knows what he had planned, but I'm guessing him going through the table or going through the door rather wasn't planned. But that's what happened because Romero knocked him off the apron. He fell through it. And then uh, he got distracted. He was staring at him for a minute, you know, enjoying his handiwork. And Beefy hit uh, Beef hit a Beefy bomb on Romero while he was slumped in the ropes again, kind of six one nine style. Hits a big frog splash. One, two, three, and just like that, Randy, big Beef, Narles Garvin, whatever you want to call him, he's your new Limitless Wrestling World Champion. And at least for now, anyway, Big Boy season has come to a close. Yes, it has. Uh, what a match this was! Absolute chaos. Uh, like you said, it felt like throughout most of it, no one really had an upper hand. Uh, it was going back and forth the entire time and just craziness in this one. Uh, Big Beef uh, kind of reminisced, like thinking about us taping this podcast. And just uh, I feel like we've kind of talked through the entire Beef run almost from him, you know, coming in at the Vacation Land Cup and uh, starting his journey against Rip Bison. And they've been kind of intertwined and different ways shape and form since uh obviously beef's first match i think where he earned a lot of respect from people in the limitless audience uh with rip bison and undeniable in that strap match and uh just as built and built from there so uh big congrats to beef someone who's earned it someone who deserves it and uh i'm excited to see where he goes from here with it yeah it's crazy like uh so he becomes the eighth champion uh in uh, limitless wrestling history of course and ends the, uh, what, 182-day reign of Ace Romero. I would say coming off the Alec Price uh, title reign and so on. But, yeah, he, uh, I want to say he's the, I wouldn't refer to him as little, but the, you know, the, the, the big engine that could, as you mentioned. When he started, it was, yeah, he, he was, uh, it took a while for the fans to kind of warm up, and then they organically did. It's almost like they kind of see him as one of theirs. And, I mean, Beef was emotional in the ring after winning this. And, and this was in afterwards, you know, we talked to Sam Laterna. And, uh, you know, this is his belt now. It's Beef, Beef, the Beef reign has begun. And he's into this, man. And he was, uh, I think these fans love him. He loves him right back and been through a lot of things. I mean, you remember some of the different highlights when it was Dog Yoshi passing away and, and all that, the strap matches with Bison, uh, the defeats that he's had along the way, these opportunities had for the title. But, uh, yeah, he's uh he's the champion. Perseverance and these people love him, man. And this is uh this is quite something. And I and and we'll see now obviously what happens to to Ace Romero. Both Ace Romero and Rip Bison, to be honest. I mean, Ace obviously, you know, he had this title since uh last uh September. We'll have to see what's going on with him next. And of course, you know, with Rip Bison, 
he's going to be disappointed. You know, it's another trip up the mountain and another one he couldn't get done. And he came so close if uh, Eric Greenleaf hadn't been pulled outside the ring. And yeah, this is uh, this is obviously big stakes for all three guys. And it's important to see with the, the now former champion and then obviously the challenger, see where they go next. Yeah, I mean, it's especially, uh, you know, cup season on the horizon and something notable that uh, I think we should mention and uh, just came out, I think this past week, actually, is that Rip Bison and uh, his tag team partner, Perry Von Vicious, collectively mutually assured destruction. They are Japan bound this September. So uh, they'll be heading, uh, I believe, ain't to deal with a company in Japan to do some work over there and. Uh, sounds like they're going to be over there for three months. So that's super exciting for them. So I'm sure uh, all systems go to get themselves in the best shape possible and, uh, you know, having some big matches along the way to get themselves there. Yeah, that was in my notes as well to uh, to bring up. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up now. So, yeah. So big night, Randy. You had, uh, obviously, two new champions in beef, winning the Limits uh, Wrestling World title, BRG, winning the Let's Wrestle title. And yeah, I guess we'll see uh, see where the crew goes next or here. But yeah, overall, I think it was a great show. People were into it and very excited to see what's next, Randy, because what's next, of course, is coming up for Limitless on, let's see, uh, Identity Crisis. Of course, Saturday, April 22nd, the Morgan Hill Event Center in Herman, Maine. Tickets on sale now at LimitlessWrestling.com slash tickets. And we got some matches announced already. You know, a lot of international flavor on this show. It's a lot of you know, some some first timers, I guess you could say, for sure. But of course, uh, Sky Too Hottie returning back for a second run in a Limitless Wrestling ring, taking on the former, now former, Let's Wrestle champion Mac Daniels in one of the featured matches. Yeah, it's a it's a big match for Mac here. Kind of cool. Uh, two native Mainers, even though uh, you know Mac Daniels does make his home in Boca Raton, Florida now. Uh, Jan. Uh, Two native Mainers here going head-to-head. I think it's a very cool matchup for Herman. And uh, always awesome to have Scotty Tuhati back whenever we can. He's, uh, speaking of international, he's been someone who's been traveling international like a son of a bitch over the past year. And uh, just just knocking off so many different countries and, and places. And I think having a really fun run right now. So anytime that the schedules link up and we're able to bring him back to Maine, it's awesome. Especially uh, in, in a scenario where I could see him worm Mac Daniels potentially. I mean, come on. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> and he's, uh, yeah, he's going up to uh, Canada the week after he works for Limitless. Oh, wow. No shit. Yeah. Traveling man. Former Limitless Wrestling World Champion, just mentioned a minute ago, Alec Price will be in action against the debuting Judas Icarus. He comes out of the Pacific Northwest, uh, Western Canada region. And there's, I know he does a lot of work in Defy. He's going to do a little bit of homework there because I know, uh, I know, uh, know, know the uh, one of the Defy founders, so I want to ask a few questions about that. But this, uh, again, I believe it's the first time ever match, and both guys seem to be into this. And uh, they may be not that familiar with Judas Icarus. Tell them about him. I am uh, super stoked that this is able to work out, that we're able to have Judas Icarus, uh, someone who's been on my short list. I think we've actually talked about on this podcast a couple times hmm. since, like, 2020. Uh, someone uh, just, like, I think of the same time frame where i found out about beef um but it was just like especially with the pandemic it was just logistically impossible to bring uh judas icarus in from vancouver you know what i'm saying so uh it just never panned out and uh we had the opportunity here both he and golden boy travis williams who uh you could do your homework on the both of them at the same time they've had many a match together and i believe that's the first judas icarus match i ever saw was him and travis and then this is a big announcement this week we talked about Troy Nelson. Microphone is going to be set aside, at least for uh, for this match anyway. 
It's Troy's last call, Randy. The final match for Troy Nelson. Say it ain't so. Top shelf Troy Nelson. And taking on, this is quite a three-way, Randy. The returning smart Mark Sterling. We have not seen him since a pre-pandemic. Taking on the returning CPA. A three-way dance in Troy Nelson's last call. Imagine that. Yeah, and this the roots to this go back quite quite a ways. Uh, anyone who had listened to the Off the Hop Rope podcast obviously knows uh, these are your three hosts and, you know, in and outside the ring, very close friends. And uh, I, I'm very excited that we're able to host something like this. Troy's last call. Um, he's been such a crucial part of Limitless Wrestling throughout the entire history of Limitless Wrestling. Um, started as an in-ring competitor solely and um, slowly worked his way into the commentation station and has been there for many years now. And a great pairing with Johnny Torres and... Uh, I don't know. It's uh, it's awesome. I think it's cool, too, that we're kind of back in the area of which Limitless Wrestling started. So those OG fans who are with us uh, at, you know, Cityside Restaurant and Brewer or the American Legion in Orono, wherever we went in the central main area. Um, I think it's cool that, you know, we have him in, in this kind of capacity and especially in a match that means so much with with Mark and CPA. Uh, guys who he's traveled the roads with and, and many a podcast with. And, uh, of course, being able to bring Mark in in general right now because of his schedule with AEW, uh, just really cool all around. So I'm very much looking forward to this one. Mm. Maybe we can have Troy in the podcast to talk about the uh, what led to the decision and all that. Would you be up for that? I think that would be a great idea. I'll get in touch. Great. And returning, of course, Becca, looking at getting her long winning streak and uh, hopefully her, you know, Look ahead to the uh, VLC coming up this summer, so look for that. So Becca on the show, MSP on the show, Alexander Lee, of course. Uh, we haven't seen him uh, in, for a little bit. We Actually, sorry, I should rephrase that. We see him more and more in action, but getting back in the, uh, the Limitless ring, that's always yeah, good to see. It's been almost two years. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, and then Channing Thomas uh, will be on this show. Uh, we, have, uh, we haven't seen him in a while. And then two new, uh, should phrase Two new guys coming in as well. Not only Judas Icarus, but from Australia, Jimmy Townsend. And you mentioned him earlier from uh, Canada, Travis Williams, the golden boy as well. T- you, you talked a little bit about Travis, but what about Jimmy Townsend? How'd this come to be? Jimmy Townsend, a wayward soul, uh, finds his way around from Australia and sometimes drifts to the United States of America. So uh, we luckily <laughs> hit it right. Uh, Jimmy Townsend, uh, a really fun athlete from Australia. I was introduced to him by Anthony Green, and uh, he's actually been to a couple Limitless events before. Uh, it was before I really knew who he was and of his work, but uh, definitely take a look into Jimmy Townsend stuff from PWA Australia if you want to get a little look. But uh, I think he's going to be a lot of fun addition to this roster. Hmm. And when I ever think of Australia and Limitless wrestling, you know who I always think of? Who? Rat Daddy. Oh, yeah. Riz Diz. <laughs> I hope he drifts his way back to the, the rings of Limitless at some I point. I do, too. He was a lot of fun. That was a great match with him and AG. Yeah, it was. It was awesome. How was AG doing? Hey, we haven't uh, haven't heard of the, uh, what's going on with the former two-time, two-time Limitless Wrestling World Champion. He's still doing his thing in Japan. What's going on? He is hitting the road a lot right now uh, with, of course, the good-looking guys, the GLG. Um but no, honestly, uh, wrestling in a lot of main events, he, he did like a, they had like a house show loop of four shows. Everyone was a main event tag. So um, he is uh, having a good time in Japan right now, wrestling a lot. That's good. Yeah, I was uh, talking to someone that works for Pro Wrestling No the other day, and I actually happened to ask about AG and uh, 
But the, the reports are true. He's a great guy that everyone seems to love. Big surprise, right? No, no surprise. <laughs> Good stuff there. But yeah, coming up again on uh, Saturday, April 22nd, the Morgan Hill Event Center, Herman, Maine, Limitless Wrestling Identity Crisis. And of course, Randy, it's not on the rundown, but I do want to mention uh, the next Let's Wrestle show as well is coming together. I don't have the card in front of me. We can talk about uh, more when we talk next. But yeah, you got uh, a busy uh, couple months here as we head into summer. Yeah, I'll give uh, what's off the top of my head for that one. Pressure Cooker, May 6th. We're back at the indoor yard sale in Brewer, Maine. Tickets are $15, uh, available on LimitlessWrestling.com slash Let's Wrestle. Uh, as mentioned earlier, Let's Wrestle Championship will be defended. Uh, BRG in action that night. The outlier, Mac Daniels, going one-on-one with Maine's Mutant Mastodon, Eric Johnson, in a grudge match. Uh, this one was just signed this past week, actually. Kind of a fun match up here that... Very surprising to me, has never happened before. MSP, Danger Kid and Aiden Agro. And it was literally like, all right, how can we give a test for MSP on this show that's that's something new, something fresh? Because legitimately, like a lot of the teams in the Northeast, they have crossed paths with numerous times at this point. And Rip Bison and Perry Von Vicious, ahead of this Japan tour, they have never crossed paths two-on-two in this capacity. So it's going to happen MSP versus Mutually Assured Destruction. We've got a Falls Count Anywhere match as Alexander Lee and Big Country Jason Maverick look to settle the score and uh, a ton of other things. Ava Everett actually making her official return to the world of Limitless Wrestling at this Let's Wrestle event. So uh, a lot of cool stuff coming up. Yeah, we'll talk more about that in the the weeks ahead. And Mojo at the Dojo. So the I'm trying I'm trying to remember my my timelines here. We've done season two. Season three coming up. Is that what, what I saw announced? Again, I, my timeline's completely screwed up. As we're recording this on Saturday morning, uh, episode two of season three is airing at this very moment. Right. Yes. Um, and I would definitely implore people, go check out the uh, the episode two stream. Uh, we always put these up for free on YouTube, so it's Mojo at the Dojo, and you can find them by episode. Uh, Masso Mike McCarthy versus A-Game Joseph Alexander was an absolute rager from the uh, main event of that episode. So I would highly suggest checking that one out if you get a chance. Good stuff. And let's see, what else as we wrap things up here? I had my notes. Again, Cody with Limitless on his belt. We talked about Rip Bison, uh, Aaron Rourke. And uh, yeah, I think I think that's good Delmi, for now. Delmi won the MLW Women's Championship. Uh, spoiler alerts for those people who have not watched MLW. And, oh, Christ's sakes. It's on well, Twitter. I, I, <laughs> I know. I know. Of course, I was just saying that. The show isn't going to be out for like you know, three months probably anyway because how MLW does their stuff. Who knows? You can actually watch it. Yeah, Delmi XO winning the uh, the MLW women's title. How about that? That's great for her. Uh, I was stoked to see that. And uh, just good things happening to good people. Congrats to Delmi. That's right. That's right. Big stuff. And yeah, uh, things big things coming up for Limos. We talk about that. We're going to have so much more to talk about. It's a busy couple months ahead. I love it. Uh, coming up. So again, other plugs and stuff. Again, the Mojo at the Dojo series. As Randy mentioned, season three. Happening right now, of course, you can always catch up on seasons one and two on YouTube, IWTV, Facebook, all those type of things. Maybe MySpace, I don't know. Uh, Of course, you can catch the best of Limitless Wrestling every week. PMC Channel 5, if you live in the greater Portland, uh, Westbrook area, 8.30 p.m. in Portland on Friday nights. Of course, catch replays all throughout the week, and I would assume probably some reasonable doubt content coming there pretty soon. Yeah, definitely. IWTV, of course, you can watch Reasonable Doubt. You can watch all this past Les Russell uh, action, all the past Limits Wrestling action. You can watch stuff going back years and years and years on IWTV. Subscribe now, very cheap. And, of course, you get uh, all types of other stuff as well, all the stuff you missed during Mania Weekend 
is on there. And of course, Pluto TV for the first couple of seasons of The Road. Social media, LW Main on Twitter, Limitless Wrestling on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Let's Wrestle 207 on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Randy underscore Carver LW on Twitter. And I should mention you're on TikTok as well. Is that right? Yes, we have a Limitless Wrestling TikTok. No, I mean you, Randy. Oh, no, not yet. Okay. I, I, someday we're going to get you dancing on there with that mustache one of these days. <laughs> we'll you, you and Vinnie Mac. I'll try uh, thin. <laughs> and do the weird hair. And oh, my God, what a strange. A strange rich man, Vince McMahon is. Anyway, get Randy underscore Carver, LW, on Twitter. Josh Nason on Twitter. That's me, LimitlessWrestling.com, for all your ticket and merchandise needs. Oh, big shout out real quick. Uh, Limitless Wrestling spotted on AEW Rampage this past, uh, uh, on Friday night, as we're talking to one and in Rhode Island. Yeah, Mikey. I know exactly who it was. We're in that baseball tee. That's right. Fresh. That's, that's right. Big, big stuff. Big stuff. Again, LimitlessWrestling.com for all your tickets and merchandise needs, just like the shirt. That Mikey was wearing. For Randy Carver, I'm Josh Nason. Until next time, be limitless.